In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. On this night we gather, we're all here. We're in a great mood, and always on Christmas Eve, I really appreciate that practically everyone sings the hymns. After all, who doesn't like singing Christmas carols? And on that opening procession of O Come All Ye Faithful, when the choir and the altar party are processing down the aisle, we can really feel the participation and the joy of Christmas from everyone in the room. We are feeling great. But one of the lines we just sang in the hymn right before the gospel reading said something to the effect of, for mighty dread had seized their troubled mind. Did you catch that? For mighty dread had seized their troubled mind. Such a statement isn't exactly what we'd think of hearing in a Christmas carol, but Luke's gospel today tells us that's exactly what happened that when the shepherds were in the field, in the middle of the night, an angel appeared, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and the King James Version tells us they were sore afraid. Okay, you're literally minding your own business, probably half asleep, hovered somewhere under a blanket against a rock, making sure your sheep are staying safe, and... Ta-da! A blast of light brighter than anything you can ever imagine is suddenly in your presence, right there, out of darkness, pure light, the purest you've ever seen. Of course you'd be afraid. What is this? A legion of Roman soldiers? A surprise attack? An angry mob? Some type of supernatural annihilation? The truth is the shepherds were used to being kicked around by society. They were the throwaway people of their day. They didn't live in towns. They lived in fields with animals. They were functionally homeless. They had no rights. They were barely getting by. If your sheep got attacked by wolves, you were ruined and you'd probably starve to death. The shepherds were about the simplest, most forgotten people of society in every aspect imaginable. Yet, the glory of the Lord shone all around them, all around them. But what is this glory of the Lord exactly? Well, Luke takes this idea, he writes of this, the gospel's written in Greek, and the words he uses is the doxa curiu, which is a Hellenized or a Greek version of the Hebrew concept of the kavod Adonai. What this glory denotes is heaviness, authority, weight, gravitas, power, majesty, grandeur, benevolence, and might. It is the fullest expression, the fullest physical expression of God that can be perceived in the physical world. This is exactly what shone around the shepherds. Of course, they were afraid. For us to understand this further, we have to remember that in the Bible, the glory of the Lord is actually the pillar of cloud in Exodus that helps block the Egyptians and free the people of Israel. Then later, the ancient Israelites realized that the glory of the Lord is resting upon Mount Sinai and that God's glory is so strong that for Moses to approach God, he has to hide his face. Later on, 
we see the glory of the Lord dwelling within the Ark of the Covenant, all through the desert as the Israelites are, are roaming. And God's glory eventually ends up in the first temple in Jerusalem. And we know this because the book of Chronicles tells us that Solomon prays in thanksgiving over this grand temple. And then the very presence of God comes into the temple with fire and smoke, and the glory of the Lord fills the entire temple. And then just shortly later, in the book of Ezekiel, there's a vision of the glory of the Lord leaving the temple, roughly around the year 586. And from, we know, and from what we know about looking at the Bible, there's not a whole lot said for 500 years about the glory of the Lord. And then we get today's reading. And instead of God revealing the full weight and power and presence of God, instead of the glory of God blasting into the second temple in Jerusalem or into the palaces of those who are the seats of global power, the glory of the Lord appears to shine around the shepherds, the simplest of simple people, the ones everyone else has forgotten. These are the people who receive the greatest news of all time, that unto you is born this day in the city of David, which is Christ the Lord. The lowliest of the lowlies hear the news of the Savior of all humankind first. This matters. This matters a lot, my friends, because it tells us a lot about God and what lengths God goes to to connect with humankind. The holiday season has us rushing about trying to get everything done that, so that we can experience the joy of Christmas, but we get distracted by so many things and we overlook a great deal. The reality is God is working among us in powerful ways in the lives of every single human being that we know. Those in our immediate sphere, our family, our friends, the people at work, the people in our neighborhoods, but also God is working with those whom we sometimes find it painful to remember, the cold and the lonely, those people who live in places of warfare, like Gaza or Ukraine, or those who are in the hospital or sheltering on the border, or those out on the streets, the unsheltered, kids who've been kicked out of their homes because of the very nature of their identity, and even those fleeing from danger with nowhere to go. Yes, we get distracted by the busyness of the season, but God doesn't. God works constantly in the lives of absolutely everyone. The greeting of the angel of the Lord at Christmas is clear. Today's news is of great joy for all people, for you, for me, for everyone. God chooses to start with the most basic, the simplest, the most unknown collection of people to reveal something that has changed us forever. That is that the presence of God is now no longer just dwelling around us in our world, but rather that the presence of God is actually one of us, becoming human to draw us all closer to a source more, of more powerful love than we will ever, ever know, so that we can become children 
of God. This is the story of Christmas, that God goes to the greatest lengths to include everyone, you, me, everyone, to include everyone in this story of salvation that's unfolding right before our eyes this night. And the story starts with a child. And the news of that child is told first to shepherds. You may not realize it, but there are a lot of people out there in our city who are kind of like the shepherds. People under bridges, out in parks, in fields. And if God had to do it all over again, God would remember those who are most forgotten first. Why? So that God can show us in a bold and profound way that when the angel says that he's bringing good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all the people, it's not just the people in power nor the people in our everyday lives, but those tidings of great joy are meant for all people everywhere so that Christ can be born and dwell among all of us. You, me, everyone. It is a most holy night. There is no more reason to fear. Today we are becoming children of God. God ends up choosing us. Christ is born in Bethlehem. Merry Christmas.